My parents always believed that in time they would return back to Iraq. So when I was born, they wrestled with whether or not to give me an American name or an Arabic one. Because they were optimistic about their return to their homeland one day, I was named Yasmin instead of Roxanne. And to be totally honest, as I became an adult, I sometimes wish they named me Roxanne. I believe that a person's name has a definitive power and hold over their life trajectory. I often wondered what life I would be living now if my body was wrapped in a name that assimilated more easily into American culture. I mean, I go back and forth on this. Would it have been easier? Never know. Even more alien was my even newer identity in my formative years as my name was shortened to Yasa or Yasi as my parents would sometimes call me. <laughs> My mom was one of 11 brothers and sisters, and in the late 1980s, she decided it was time that I meet the endless sea of first cousins in Baghdad and introduced me promptly to aunts, uncles, cousins, and more. While they were wary of the political instability, my mom considered this time period to be one of relative stability, and so we capitalized on that moment and booked our flights on Jordanian air with a final destination, Baghdad. Since I was young, I can't quite remember every single thing that we did on our trip to Baghdad without the help of my mother, but I remember how I felt. Infinite love and warmth cascaded in a sea of noise amidst the unspoken anxiety while living in a dictatorship. I also felt like for the first time, I did not have to explain my culture and my identity to anyone. The citizens of the country appeared largely unaffected by the rise of the dictatorship, or at least it felt like they tried to make it seem that way when I was in their company. It almost felt like they were living in a duality, and the way of dealing with discomfort was to pretend it did not exist. I remember feeling safe, secure, and loved, although it was packaged with an overbearing amount of smothering in the choices we made as we navigated through our daily decisions in life. You couldn't escape the intrusiveness because family was so darn big and the epoch of the priority in one's life. The Middle East is still a very tribal society, and one's family was the core nucleus of a person's starting point in life. One married, socialized, and understood oneself within the confines of the family unit. Individuation was something that was considered selfish, as the tribe's survival often depended upon the hierarchical structure of the tribe. I didn't have the time to be alone with my thoughts or experience a sense of loneliness while in Baghdad. But when I returned back to the United States, it occurred to me that suffering in a group could be endured more so than suffering alone. When I finally shared the loneliness that shook me in my formative years, my mother chastised me and questioned my feelings. But Yasmin, Habibti, you did not grow up in Iraq. You grow up in America. You are an American. Those words left me feeling even more confused. I could identify with being an American, but I felt alone in my suffering as a hyphenated American whose family originated from Iraq. There were no other students or even that many Iraqis in the Arab community in the United States, and that exacerbated this feeling. And, you know, the U.S. Census Bureau even considers anyone from the Middle East to be Caucasian, which left me with very little options when even filling out things like my college or employment applications. I was recognized by the United States as Caucasian, as white, 
while there are less than a couple hundred thousand Iraqis living in the United States. My experience just didn't feel relatable. I often felt at home with other hyphenated Americans, and in the decades to come, my core group of friends ranged from Brazilian Americans to Greek Americans to Puerto Rican Americans, Romanian Americans, and Taiwanese Americans. We all understood what it meant to have parents who felt a nostalgia for their homeland and their food, even if they had a positive experience in America. We could all relate to the ways we felt misunderstood and how our names and last names were made fun of and mispronounced all the time. But we also, of course, felt the beauty of curiosity and love among so many of our fellow Americans. We became the bridge builders in culture and intermarried and really tried to interweave our cultural identities into the story of America, adding to the narrative of what it means to be a melting pot today. (laughs) 